It's time to get your hockey fix. This is Brave the Wild with your host, Paladino Joey, the leader of Minnesota wild hockey here on thesportstuff.com. Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Well, we have some games to review. I'm sure you guys were wondering where I've been. And I do apologize, just been busy, schedule getting in the way, obviously other shows to do, stuff like that. So I do apologize. I couldn't get this show out last week, but I'm here once again this week. Very, very up and down play by the Minnesota Wild since our last episode. It's been a uh, it's been a tough go indeed. Got the Gophers uh, Elite 8 game in the background right now, so that's obviously good news is they're looking to uh, they have a very good chance of heading to the Frozen 4. That's really good news for us out there. Gopher men's of course, Gopher women lost in the championship game to Clarkson. Um, yeah, Clarkson, but yeah, they lost and that's unfortunate. And again, that's how it goes. Uh, I'm going to try to brush things with a broad stroke a bit until I get into the more recent games. Kind of jump around a bit. Very busy five-game schedule. It would have been on last week's show. So we're going to try to, yeah, again, try to keep things brief during that previous week. Minnesota heading to Boston. I did predict a loss in that one. That was, of course, St. Patrick's Day. Hope all of you had a safe St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, safe. That's... Yeah, very important. Um, a 4-1 to loss against the best team in the league, in my humble opinion, the Boston Bruins. St. Louis Blues are pretty close to being the best team in the league, too. And, yeah, we'll talk about them a little bit later here. 4-1 uh, to loss to Boston. A pretty icky game for the Minnesota Wild. Lots of mistakes. Totally outplayed. It sucked, and that's the end of the story. Obviously, Jerome McGinley, of course, scored in that, in, in that game. What a surprise. What a freaking surprise. Jerome McGinley scored against the Wild. All-time leading scorer in the history of Wild opponents. Congratulations, Jerome McGinley, for your nine bajillion point against us. All right, so now on to Tuesday, March 18th. Back-to-back situation heading into, well, heading into Long Island or wherever it is now. I believe it's still Long Island. Yes, they're not quite in Brooklyn yet. Um, <laughs> Minnesota Wild at home gave up a horrible... Gave up a pretty big lead, a horrible, horrible choke job by the Wild earlier this season. But in New York, a 6-0 victory. The Wild coasted in a big way. Matt Molson, two goals in that game. A nice homecoming party for him. The fans treated him very well, and obviously they want him back very badly. Possibility he could return. We'll see how things go there. Um, If the trade-off was Molson for Vanek, I wouldn't really shed a tear. Because, yeah, I think Vanek's a little more clutch than Molson. Um, That's definitely the approach I was talking about in the last show. Not really seeing Molson as Mr. Clutch in any way. He just scores once in a while, and um, obviously he's a better scorer than a lot of players the Wild have had over the last many years. Yet at the same time, I see Matt Molson as a very streaky player. He'll rack up the points for a couple days, and then you don't find him, for, you don't find him with a searchlight for a good week or so. 
Um, I'm trying to trying to get into Matt Molson in a good way, trying to enjoy him out there, but not really. Uh, I don't know. It's not really catching on for me yet. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pominville, right away, I liked him. He was consistent, consistent. Um, he's been a little bit less consistent this year, but at the same time, shoot, he's, he's actually been scoring more often than last year. So, very happy with uh, Pominville versus Molson in terms of the uh, you know trade deadline acquisitions for the Wild in the last two years. Still driving me nuts though how the Wild in general not necessarily scoring more goals, even though they've been adding more scores. Why that is is just beyond me. Other than um, it could very well be the coaching and the lines we're putting out there, which are generating a lot of debate and a lot of frustration with hockey fans in this town, be it the real media, the alternative media, the newspaper, whatever it is, or just fans on Twitter. People are getting annoyed with the uh, the lines by Mr. Mike Yo. I am one of them as well. We'll get back to that again. Bouncing around already. So you go from one homecoming for Matt Molson to another homecoming for <laughs> Mr. Zach Parisi, who it was his choice to leave. The Islanders obviously traded Molson for Vanek. So obviously a situation quite different. Minnesota heading into New Jersey. I thought it was going to be a win for the Wild. New Jersey's not really that good. And this game just kind of fell apart. Zach Parisi booed a bit. Um, not a fun night for him. I can't imagine a shootout loss for the Minnesota Wild. They managed to tie it up late with a really nice surge. They were getting beat the entire game, and it was real frustrating. The Wild managed to score three goals in a row and tie the sucker up. Good for them. I'm very happy they did. Thank God for that. And there it was. The Minnesota Wild (laughs) forced overtime only to lose. No, they didn't get three goals in a row. I do apologize. Uh, Yarmer Yager scored after Zach Parisi in there. Yeah, Yarmer Yager, a guy who's playing way better than Danny Heatley, even though he's much older than Danny Heatley. So, age not an issue for him. Heatley, oh boy. Yeah, who boy. We'll get back to him later, too. Yeah. Well, I was about to pass the James Shepard Award out to the wrong person. Yeah, <laughs> hint, hint. Um, but a very nice period for the Minnesota Wild in their <clears throat> first line. <clears throat> even though the defenseman assisted on uh, Zach Parisi's goal and Spurgeon assisted on Granlin's goal as well. Then the third line, the defenseman assisted with uh, Matt Cook. So, very interesting. Tying things up with about four and a half minutes remaining. That was great. Unfortunately, though, Andy Green scoring two minutes exactly into overtime. And the New Jersey Devils, victors over the Minnesota Wild, despite a nice little furious comeback. It's annoying that it even took a comeback for this this game to get into overtime. Really, really quite annoying indeed for all of us here in the Twin Cities and Abroad, I'm sure. So, there it is. At least we got a point out of it. <laughs> Mike, yo, whoa, 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 we got a point out of it. So, uh, that's, 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 that's good. I'm glad we are able to get a point out of it. So then the Wild play the Detroit Red Wings at home. You figure in a home-and-home situation, they're more likely to win the home game. Obviously, that's, come, that's just the way it goes. The Wild do not win the home game. Uh, no, the Wild lose 3-2 to two against the Detroit Red Wings Saturday, March the 22nd. Detroit, Detroit, I never want to say Detroit, it's Detroit, score a goal in all three periods, <laughs> and they just kind of were consistently better than the Minnesota Wild, Miko Koivu scoring, Charlie Coyle beginning his uh, beginning his uh, scoring trend, he has really been on the uptrend of late, very happy with Charlie Coyle, scoring on a penalty shot, a pretty nice move actually, 
kind of surprised me. It's like, I didn't know you had it in you, Charlie, even though I should have known you had it in you. <laughs> but it's just he's been so doggone quiet. Nifty move. Very happy with what he was able to uh, accomplish with that one. Counted it as the eighth goal of the year. He was obviously tripped trying to, when he was on a potential breakaway. Then he was able to score his eighth goal of the year. And it's like, hey, this thing's tied up. Only 15 seconds into the third period, but then five minutes later, Nyquist scores his 21st goal of the year. Detroit takes the lead, puts the clamps down. The Wild can't finish, can't finish, and they just can't finish. (laughs) End of story. Uh, A regulation loss for the Wild. Yeah, we did not get a point out of this one. Jimmy Howard always seems to slam the door on the Wild, and he did it again. And it's just, oh, Jimmy Howard, man. The Wild have definitely had a, a tough time with him. Two very familiar names still skating on those Detroit Red Wings. Todd Bertuzzi still playing in this league. <laughs> Remember that guy. You know, obviously, years ago I would have said he would have been the perfect fit for the Wild, but of course that was before everything took place. Gosh, that's been about nine years now. Man. And Daniel Alfredson still playing. Of course, the former Ottawa Senator playing with the Detroit Red Wings, and good for him indeed. <laughs> After about a bajillion years with the Senators, he signs with the Red Wings. Mm. Oh, well. So, yeah, there it is. The Wild lose that one, and you figure, oh, great. Now we're going to get swept, just like we did against Colorado earlier this year. Another home-and-home sweep job. And it sure looked like it, because Detroit made it 2-0 pretty early in this one. Very, very frustrating. Scoring two goals in the first three, and Nyquist scoring two goals. So, there it is. Three goals in a row for him, basically, over the course of two days. 22nd and 23rd respectively, and the frustration starting to mount for myself and many a Minnesota Wild fan. But then the Wild mount a comeback. They actually start playing with some urgency. They start playing with a sense of urgency, and they actually start looking pretty good. <laughs> Miko Koivu mysteriously on the power play instead of Mikhail Granlund assisting on Pominville's 27th goal of the year. Charlie Coyle again on getting it done on that second line. Molson, Koivu, and Coyle in this one. Coyle finishing his ninth goal of the year. So there's Coyle's second goal already in, in his many nights. Beginning his little trend. Zach Rizzi also keeping his trend going. He has been red hot for quite a while. Scores again. 3-2 to two Wild all of a sudden. And I was just stunned. Like, oh my god, the Wild are up 3-2 to two in Detroit. We actually scored three goals in a row in Detroit. A few minutes later, Thomas Tatar scores his 16th. You figure at that point, yeah. Great. It was a nice. It was nice while it lasted. Detroit's probably going to win this game. Two sides exchange shots back and forth. You could just feel it though. Wilds are going to lose this one. Watch. It'll probably just go to the shootout, and we'll lose like we always do. Because right now, I have no faith in this team in the shootout. <laughs> when Darcy Kemper was on his hot streak, he's like, "Oh my God, we're going to win the shootout, man!" Because Kemper, if we if we get to the shootout, we're going to win. Because Kemper is just a stone wall in the shootouts. Now he's a complete sieve. Uh, Briskolov, I don't trust him in the shootouts either. But we don't need the shootout because Matt Molson's scoring. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, tipping it in. That's kind of what Molson does is tip it in, redirect and tip in. That's pretty much most of his goals, and he did it here on a Jonas Brodeen uh, shot. Oh, my God, did that feel good. We actually beat Detroit on the road. It's like, wow, there's hope for this team. There really is. We might even we might even make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, they might even make some noise in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, little did we know what was to follow the next two games here. Vancouver, Wednesday the 26th, and St. Louis, Thursday, March 27th. Okay, everybody figures we're going to lose to St. Louis, but 
Vancouver on quite the, uh, quite the, <laughs> yeah, they've been on quite the snide of late, pretty much like forever. All this talk about Daniel Sundin and, and Henrik Sundin, up, oh, they're done. You know, Vancouver's going to be rebuilding. They suck. They all want to get their coach fired. Um, Vancouver's just quit. Yeah, obviously quit on their coach. They're rebuilding. Like I just said, the Sundins are done all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. All that's so true. It's just not even funny. Yeah, this was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my whole life. I mean, uh, Vancouver, of course, winning 5-2. to two. Um, Yeah, yeah, Vancouver winning 5-2. to two. <laughs> Charlie Coyle scoring for the third game in a row, which is pretty awesome. His 10th of the year. Again, Charlie Coyle, the lone positive for quite a while uh, for the Wild. Well, not the lone positive, but a, a very positive for the Wild of late. But Darcy Kumper, holy mother of Moses. I mean, it's just throw the puck on that and oh, oh, there it went. I mean, there it goes, right over his shoulder, right in, right through his, ah, right through his legs, whatever the hell it was. It didn't even matter if it was high or low. They were going to score on him. It was a complete bleeping joke. Like, really, what more is there to say? I mean, this whole game in general was a joke. Just again, put the puck on net. And of course, obviously, this game right here, Generated some interesting conversation from uh, the head coach after the game. Very interesting indeed. Um, he basically said that the game plan was to have a north-south approach. Get the pucks behind the Vancouver defenseman. And the wild forwards took an east-west approach to simply trying to make pass, 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 pass back and forth. Which led to turnovers, on-man rushes, and of course, well, Siv goals allowed by Captain Siv Kumper. <laughs> Whatever the heck. Okay, I apologize for that. That was kind of silly, but... Well, he was definitely a sieve in this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, are are you serious? (laughs) Beautiful stuff. But, in general, this game and into the St. Louis game, let's just combine them together. It just showed, in general, that this team is out of sync. Out of sync. Is it the players, the coaches, or both? And personally, ladies and gentlemen, I say both. And, yeah, things change for the positives as we head into Phoenix. But do you guys want to take the red pill or the blue pill? Which one do you want to take? (laughs) As now I'm beginning to remember the movie. I couldn't remember it on Purple Mafia for some strange reason. But it seems like all the teams in this town, you have a red pill and blue pill situation. With the Vikings, hopefully not now, but... Obviously, with Ponder and Frazier, you want them to fail so, <laughs> in a sick way because you wanted the fans and the organization, well, the organization, not just the fans, the organization in general, the owners and such, to take the red pill. Wake up. Don't fall asleep or don't stay asleep and allow this nonsense to continue because of a cute little win against a mediocre team or a halfway decent team. You want to wake up. You want to wake up. Do you want to take the red pill? And wake up at the situation, because I personally do believe, in the grand scheme of things, in the offseason, that a change is needed. Be it Mike Yo is fired, or a Miko Koivu is traded. Miko Koivu was definitely one of the reasons, <laughs> one of the one of the players that was not in sync with the coach. Um, with the East-West approach, and unfortunately, Eric Halla even went East-West a bit, instead of putting the puck on net, or at least past the Vancouver defense, but even Eric Halla, 
who I think is about as north-south as it gets. I mean, the guy skates about 100 miles an hour towards the net, which unfortunately led to a concussion to Mr. Lettinen of Dallas a while ago now. That was on the last show. Well, that was two weeks. The show was two weeks ago. The game was three weeks ago already. God damn it, time flies. Seems like yesterday. But, um, yeah, the uh, out-of-sync, just the team in general out-of-sync these two games. As yes, the Wild did lose to St. Louis in a very, very harsh fashion. The game was 5 nothing at one point. St. Louis said they were going to make a statement on this again Thursday, March 27th. They're going to make a statement against the Minnesota Wild because the possibility exists that these two could face off in the first round. And St. Louis is like, this is what's going to happen to you, sons of bleeps, if you try anything. Ha-ha, we're going to kick your ass physically and on the scoreboard. St. Louis kicked the Wild's ass on physically and on the scoreboard. They intimidated the Minnesota Wild time in and time out. Bacchus is one of the biggest jackasses in the NHL. I don't blame anybody on Twitter or Facebook or watching the game in general that can't stand Bacchus or the St. Louis Blues. Uh, My hatred for that team, the Blackhawks and others, several teams in the Western Conference, Detroit Red Wings, who are no longer in the West, but you know that hatred generates to, obviously, over 20 years ago with the Norris Division, the same, you know, with the Minnesota North Stars, I almost call them the Wild, the North Stars. Obviously, there's a pinned-up hatred for these teams for many, 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 many years. I can't stand the St. Louis Blues. So, naturally, you have a guy like Bacchus, who I don't give a damn where he's from. Yeah, he's from Minnesota. I really don't give a rat's ass where T.J. Oshie's from either. Great, he's from Warroad, Minnesota. And that changes what? What does that change? He's on a division rival who is uh, <laughs> quite the thorn in the side for this team right now. And basically he's toying with us, mocking us time and time again. He had a hat trick in this game, his first career hat trick. looked like it was his 99th hat trick. It was so damn easy for him. Congratulations <laughs> to the Minnesota Wild and allowing that to happen. Not a natural hat trick because they weren't all consecutive, but whatever. Hat trick's a hat trick. Ah, oh, gee, many Christmas... Zach Parisi has scored like a million goals of late. Did get his 25th in this game with 11 minutes left. Yeah, it was already 5-1 to one at that point. Congratulations. And yes, it was Darcy Kumper who just sucked hardcore in this game. He faced 24 shots. 24 shots faced <laughs> for Darcy Kumper. <laughs> Excuse me, and it was Civ City. Civ City in St. Louis. Oh, St. Siv Cumper. And again, I do apologize, but he was terrible. Terrible. It's just like the puck went right over him, right through him, wherever. It didn't even matter. It just was like, yeah. I mean, St. Louis was da-da-da-da-da. They're just dancing around out there. No problem for them. <sighs> Boy. And the Wild looked like a complete mess. They looked frustrated. Um, Kyle Brozniak had a game misconduct penalty with a frustration. Oh, boy. Uh, drawn by TJ Oshie, served by Nino Niederreiter. That was the two-minute part of it. And then, obviously, a game misconduct to Brozniak. Uh, there was also, obviously, a lot of, a lot going on. Nitin Kumper and Bacchus. Bacchus is trash-talking Kumper. Kumper cross-checked him. Things got pretty interesting at that point. 
it's just a, just a complete mess. St. Louis just toyed to the wild, mocked the wild, trash talked the wild over and over again, time and time again. Didn't even matter. We were their bitch. <laughs> we were the St. Louis Blues bitch. What more is there to say? Might as well move on, huh? Jonathan Blum, I'm glad he got his chance to play the past few days. Uh, supposedly he's going to be hanging on throughout the postseason. That's good. Not really sure what the Cody McCormicks are doing for this team, to be honest with you. Cody McCormick, okay, great. He adds grit, and that made what difference against St. Louis? Fill me in on that one, what Cody McCormick does for this team. Fill me in why he wouldn't want to have Justin Fontaine in there. Not the best player in the world, but a scorer, and I know it's been rehashed all over the place, but you got to say what you got to say. Some of you probably may not be listening to the shows around this town. And I'm not trying to copy them because I'm making the same gosh darn observation. This team's not scoring goals. <laughs> and Justin Fontaine is one of the le- one of the leading goal scorers on this team, if you can believe that. Cody McCormick. What the hell was the point of Cody McCormick being on the NHL roster? He adds grit. What the hell? What grit? What, what's the point? What, he could knock somebody around a little bit? And that changes what? What did that change? Absolutely bleeping nothing. You have to beat him on the scoreboard. Um, There's plenty of physical players on the wild. Plenty. Just play the damn game. That's all you gotta do. Just just score goals. If they want to play physical, fine. Good for them. What did it do for the North Stars trying to beat up on the the Boston Bruins years ago? They got slammed 5-1 when they tried to get overly physical against the the uh, Boston Bruins years ago, that trillion-year-old thing. They tried to send a message, and, oh, they sent a message to themselves in that one. <laughs> you know? What what does it really accomplish? Montreal and, uh, Montreal and uh, Ottawa last year. What the hell was that? Woohoo, you know? So, again, just score goals. Yeah, that's all there is to say. Danny Heatley, yeah, he sucks. He sucks, doesn't need to be on the ice. End of story. Just does absolutely nothing. Um, He was forming a nice chemistry, to be fair, with Charlie Coyle a while ago. But now, I don't even know who's on what line anymore. It's getting like, it's just like, (laughs) it's just a deck of cards and you just shuffle them and throw them on the floor and throw them up in the air. Okay, let's see. Okay, this one is Parisi. Um, uh, 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 this one is uh, Eric Hola, and this one is uh, uh, Fontaine. There we go. You know that's basically what that's basically what Mike Yo is doing at this point. Okay, maybe not that bad, but it seems like it. Doggone it! So with that said, Minnesota Wild very, very, very narrow one point lead over the Phoenix Coyotes for the eighth seed, and a two point lead over the Dallas Stars after they beat the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. Yeah, they beat the Blues. The Dallas Stars beat the Blues. And it's like, yeah, I think the Wild are going to miss the playoffs. Oh, I think so. Heading into Phoenix, they're going to lose this game. You can just tell they're going to lose the game. Saturday, March 29th. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, the Wild are going to lose this game. You can just tell. He, Oh, but Danny Healy was scratched. Huh, Brisgala's in that, but, you know, Brisgala, yeah. Yeah, hell, he's slightly better than uh, Kumper right now, but he gives up some easy ones too. Uh, Mikhail Bro, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> Mikhail Budker, 
scoring his 19th of the year on the power play of the Wild with an early, early penalty. Very early penalty in the game. Really stinking frustrating. Too many men on the ice. Great job there. Great job. Too many men on the ice. Thank you very, very much. Shane Doan has been on the... Who has been on the... I mean, who, who was on the Winnipeg Jets? That's how long he's been with this franchise. You know, the real Winnipeg Jets. Not that... Not that crappy-looking Labatt Blue logo they have now. That was the former Atlanta Thrashers. Not not that team. But, um, yeah, just three minutes into the game, one nothing Phoenix, like, ah, we're done. You can just tell. We're going to miss the playoffs, but at least we'll take the red pill. That means Mike Yo's going to get fired, and maybe we'll make a trade, too. I'm telling you, Miko Koivu, I mean, he could, he could rack up a million assists all he wants, but I'm telling you, man, the chemistry on this team is not the same when he came back. It wasn't, and if you don't see it, I'm telling you, you, you have to see it. You have to see it. It's plain as day. And obviously the line's getting shuffled all over the bleeping place, putting Parisi and Koivu back together. Ugh. With Coyle, okay, that's cool. That was the number one line last year for quite a while. Coyle back to the right wing spot. Zach Parisi always at the left wing spot. Koivu, the number one line center. Stunning for me. But, of course, at least Granlin and Pominville stayed together. We'll get back to that again. Because uh, all, all of them factored in the third period. Yeah. Grind it out second period. Fairly boring. A few chances here and there. But just a typical grind it against the wall. Because like, apparently, according to Mike Yo, that Fontaine needs to work on his wall work. You know, he, he needs to work on his wall game. Yeah. You know, he's got to work on that wall game there. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, he's got to work on the wall game. So uh, you, you, you got McCormick out there instead. But um, quite frankly, I'd rather have Stefan Veo in there than McCormick. McCormick. I think Stefan Veo provides more of a punch than that guy. He's just, he's got, I just think he's more energetic than McCormick. Oh, gosh darn it. Well, there's Stefan Veo. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Because he occasionally scores once every million years, where McCormick never, ever does score, ever. So... You don't even see a hint of a scoring chance with that guy. He's just there to bang around and be a good wall player. You know, he's really good at it. Fontaine did not provide all too much of a spark. Not quite the hat trick performance, but at least he was out there. And um, he was he was all right. Veyu with four hits. Charlie Coyle with five. <laughs> Charlie Coyle was a plus two in this game. He didn't score, but boy, he was he, he looked good out there. He did a really good job. And the Minnesota Wild score three goals in the third period. And Phoenix never scores again. That's right, Briskolov made a lot of nice stops along the way. Nothing spectacular, but a lot of good stops. And Parisi and Koivu hook up for two goals. Right when I was about to say the chemistry between those two is overrated, and it was overrated, I thought, for like the last year and a half until they finally broke those guys up. You had Granlin, Pominville, and Parisi. He was like the greatest line in wild history, and, and, and it is. I still say it is. But then, but Granlin and Pominville still work together with Jared Spurgeon on his nice little fifth goal of the year. It's a nice little shot, indeed. Very cool. And the wild win in, um, the wild win in Phoenix. Um, yeah. And yes, we did win in Phoenix earlier this year, thanks to Fontaine's hat trick. Uh, Parisi, obviously, was an empty net on the third one. A nice little shot from the corner that he was able to get in there. Nice little shot. Yes. <laughs> I, I liked it. Put the nail in the coffin. And I was like, oh my god, we're actually... Huh. We're actually going to beat Phoenix. And we did. And 
All right, then. Built a little, uh, built a tiny little cushion between the Wild and Phoenix. And, of course, the uh, the Dallas Stars. Four-game cushion with Dallas. Three-game cushion, or not game, four-point cushion. I think I made that mistake on the last show. It's points, not games. Three-point cushion over the Phoenix Coyotes. They only had a one-point difference between the two. It was only an overtime loss. Phoenix had one more overtime loss. The Wild had one more win. That's all was the difference. But now it's a three-point cushion. Thank God Almighty. <laughs> nice, strong finish to what had been a pretty icky stretch of hockey, at least over the two games. Yeah, no, it was. It kind of reminded me of the Detroit game where the sense of urgency picked up, and it's like, oh my God, this team is realizing that they are a decent team. I mean, why do you got to be so fragile? And why do you got to be so stupid and so just uh, ignorant out there? I just couldn't believe it. But if this team could actually show some some consistency out there, they might actually be a halfway decent team and might even go on a playoff run. But those Vancouver and St. Louis games told me that this team ain't ready to make any kind of run of any kind. (laughs) And, obviously, the coach says a lot of stuff that makes no sense. A lot of stuff. Oh, my. Yet, at the same time, if the players are out of sync with the coach, yeah, it's a a mess in a lot of ways. So, we'll see. Um, At least the Wild did seem to approach the North-South style versus the East-West in the Phoenix game. So, I do appreciate that. Let's put an end to this segment with the Mike Madonna Award and the James Shepard Memorial Mike McDonald Award has got to go to Zach Parisi. He has uh, been unbelievable for a very, very, very long period of time. Charlie Coyle, honorable mention, has been a factor along the way. One of the, I mean, one of the few positives, but Parisi's pretty much been in every game as well. Parisi and Coyle. Parisi's like, uh, if you want to go with the star system, we'll go Parisi number one. Uh, Coyle number two. Number three. Ah, uh, you know there really isn't a number three. Is there? No, we'll go with uh, we'll go with we'll go with Koivu because he actually got a lot of assists this week. So we'll we'll give it to Koivu, even though I'm kind of been picking on him quite a bit. But Koivu is in no position to be in the uh, James Shepard Memorial. No, <laughs> if we want to do three there, I mean it's got to be Heatley's number one because he's just flat terrible. And thank God the Wild finally, or even all the coach, obviously yo. Finally scratched him going to the Phoenix game. And, gee, what a coincidence we won. Gee, hmm. At least he isn't getting us killed out there. Uh, number two, Kumper, without a doubt. And uh, number three, it's like for a while there, it was like Spurgeon. He looked like crud out there. But at least he got a nice goal against Phoenix. But I guess kind of a very weak number three, I guess, goes to Spurgeon. That goal uh, really saved his bacon. Maybe we'll just go with two. So, <laughs> we'll just go with two bad stars or two... You know, the James Shepard Award ultimately goes to Danny Heatley, though. So, congratulations, Danny Heatley. We'll be back right after this for the preview segment as we head into April. We wrap up March in Los Angeles, and yeah, we march into April. Be back right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. 
do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Brave the Wild. Well, time to head into the preview segment as... I was trying to say at the end of the break there, Monday, March the 31st, Minnesota Wild heading to the City of Angels to play the, well, recent Stanley Cup champion, Los Angeles Kings, the 2012 champions. The Wild did win in L.A. earlier this year. That was nice, very nice indeed. Darcy Cumper's coming out party out of nowhere. A <laughs> very exciting night. Changed the fortunes of this franchise for quite a while. Funny how Koiva was out at that point, and um, yeah, Koivu was out. He was he was injured, and it's like wow. I guess I guess uh, I guess we're just gonna get killed by the Kings, and then obviously everything changed. So uh, it's been a shootout. It's been a shootout in both cases. The LA Kings beat the Wild in the shootout. It was Backstrom and that. Yeah, yeah, anybody could beat Wild in a shootout. There, Backstrom was one of the worst shootout goalies of all time. Darcy Comper saved the day, January the seventh. So we have a split right now, and the winner of this game <laughs> is the winner of the season series. Of course, three games with teams outside of your division in the Western Conference, or of course, Eastern Conference, if you happen to be there. So here we go. Let's let's win the season series in Los Angeles. Easier said than done, I'm sure. <laughs> Kings have a obviously better record than the Minnesota Wild. They will most likely be. <laughs> A threat in the league, uh, in, in the playoffs, a fifth or sixth seed right now. Oh, anything could happen there. We shall see indeed. 94 points on the year. Yeah, they're not going to move up in that division, so they will be a fifth or sixth seed without a doubt. you got San Jose and Anaheim. you get got California ruling that Pacific division in a big way. I mean, Anaheim, San Jose, Los Angeles, it's like, uh, great. California and hockey. Yeah, so no Edmonton, no... Uh, <laughs> Calgary, no Vancouver. That's funny. <laughs> it's quite funny indeed. Anze Kopitar, boy, the Gophers just continue to kick some butt. 4 nothing lead right now for the Gophers. 4 as in Frozen 4. Yes, yes, Frozen 4. It's it's going to happen and I'm very excited. But yeah, Kopitar leading the way, 62 points. Jeff Carr with 47. Mike Richards with 41. So it's like, it's, it's a deep team. Um, obviously, they're a deep team. <laughs> players going um, along the way, obviously, but not like the highest scoring team in the world. Jonathan Quick's goaltending, obviously, well, unbelievable for the most part. Five shutouts on the year already. Goals against average, just over two, and I mean just over two. He's 26 and 15 on the year. One of the best goalies on the planet. Um, only wish he could have been a little bit, teeny bit better in the Olympics, but then again, that was actually, he was just fine. What am I talking about? <laughs> not quite his fault that the USA lost. No, he gave up one freaking goal against Canada. So, yeah, he's pretty damn good. Um, I don't know what to make of this one. Uh, I really don't. You know, the Wild are so weird. They're kind of like the Timberwolves, aren't they? They just get their ass kicked one night, and then they play super good the next night. Uh, ah, 
the Wild are just a little bit better. Obviously, they're 38 and 26 versus the Timberwolves being about two games above 500. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'd like to say the Wild are going to win this one. I, uh, these teams play very interesting hockey. I don't think it's going to be any four to one type situation, like a big four to one loss or anything. I don't think it's going to be that. But uh, then again, I mean. Baxter was playing okay in that game until that stinking shootout, and then Kemper was just ridiculously good against the Kings last time. I gotta think Brzezgalov is gonna be a net, because Kemper's been just flat terrible the last two or three weeks here. About two weeks, Kemper's been terrible. Uh, Brzezgalov is a little bit, yeah. Brzezgalov, that's the th- the thing with Brzezgalov. At least he's gotten a point in every single game he's played so far for the Wild. So, my bet and money's on Brzezgalov in the net. And I do believe this will go to a shootout again. <laughs> we'll just say it's going to go to a shootout, give or take. Um, uh, which probably means a loss. Yeah, Quick versus Brisgolov. I'll say a shootout loss for the Wild, to be honest, which means the Kings will win the season series by a single point. I hope that's not the case, but let's just go with what... I'm going to go with what I feel, a shootout loss, because I don't trust Brisgolov in the shootout. I just don't. I think he'll keep the Wild in the game. A 2-2 game, I'll say LA wins 3-2 in the shootout. So, there it is. I'm really sorry. I'd like to say we'd win, but we will get a point out of it. On to April, the final month of the regular season, and then eventually the first round of the playoffs. I don't like this schedule at all. (sighs) Wild head to Chicago, Thursday, April the 3rd. So, we got one more game after the Pittsburgh one. Wild head to Chicago. Ah... don't like it at all. The Wild, uh, I don't even know what to say here. It's been an interesting season series, I suppose. I mean, the Wild, uh, did win once. Actually, they've won twice. Pardon me. It's, no, they've won three times. Look at me. I'm going ape right now. Sorry about that. I can't believe the Wild have won three times against this team, actually. But, yeah, there was a 5-1 to one debacle. That was a home-and-home home situation, and now, now it's coming back here. I do apologize about that. Um... 5-3 to three in October 26th, just two days later, October 28th, 5-3 to three victory for the Wild, the first one. Uh, October 28th, Chicago crushes the Wild 5-1, five, five to one. and then the Wild uh, the Wild win 4-3 to three at home, and then 2-1 to one at home. So now we wrap things up in Chicago. So the Wild, <laughs> pardon me, have already won the season series three games to one or two. So do the Wild dominate with a 4-1 to one season series victory, which would mean a playoff victory if there was if there was such a thing <laughs> if, if this actually counted that way but unfortunately it doesn't this will be on the uh nba N- nbc sports channel as well so yeah this one will be national tele- nationally cable- televised on cable on that beautiful 1080 sports channel uh, it's nice that some sports channels are 1080 out there it's not quite too not quite enough of those to the point um uh I don't think so. The Wild don't usually play well in these NBC games, except for the Buffalo game. But yeah, it was Buffalo, big freaking deal. Woohoo! Worst team in hockey. The Wild, boy, tape, tape, tape to tape passes by the Wild, tic tac toe. Yeah, it's Buffalo. You know, when the Wild play Buffalo, it's like <laughs> we're the St. Louis Blues against the Wild. You know, I mean, it was just like bring it on. You know, who cares? It's Buffalo. I think Chicago wins. Unfortunately, I'm gonna go with a. Boy, uh, let's just pray to God it's not Darcy Kemper, but it's going to be a tough week for the Wild. It's going to hurt their playoff chances, and that sucks. It really does. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a Chicago victory. They're going to make the series uh, closer. 
yeah, closer. It'll be a three to two season series, in my humble opinion. Chicago wins three to two, three to two in regulation. Unfortunately, so no points for the Wild in this one. Hope I'm wrong, but we'll just leave it as is. Chicago, obviously, extremely talented. Jonathan Taves is hurt right now, so might increase the Wild's chances of winning, but. I just don't see it, personally. I just think Chicago is going to get things going here, even though they've not been playing super-duper great of late. But um, that's just the way I feel. And I it seems like the Wild are cursed when it's NBC Sports Network. I don't know why. So the Wild host the Pittsburgh Penguins to wrap up this segment. They host the Pittsburgh Penguins Saturday, April the 5th. That should be a fun game. I At least I hope so. <laughs> Pittsburgh is really doing well as also... They killed the Wild 5-2 to two in Pittsburgh back on December the 19th. More of the same in this one? No, I don't think so. I think the Wild win this one, actually. I think the, you know, I think the Wild, the desperation picks up after a couple of frustrating losses in Chicago and L.A. And I think the Wild win this sucker 4-2. to two. I think the Wild score some goals in this one. You're going to see some Pominvilles and some Parisis scoring in this one. And uh, maybe, obviously, a... Uh, Spurgeon suit or somebody like that. Obviously, you're going to see defenseman score. You're going to see forward score, Grenlin, somebody like that. But you're definitely going to see a Parisi or or Pominville or both goal in this one. Four to two, Minnesota. They will score against this high scoring team. There's obviously, some injuries, but none to super duper important players. Obviously, it's not good to see Pascal Dupuis being out for the year with a torn ACL, broken hand to Paul Martin. That's not good. But, obviously, the big guns will be playing. And they will score at least two goals against Briskalov. Okay, we're going to go 4-3 to three because, yeah, this team scores a lot of points. In fact, they score a ton of goals. So, <laughs> yeah, 4-3 to three Minnesota is, uh, is going to be the final score in this one. So, there you go. Wild, find a way to score against Mr. Fleury. Ooh, Fleury, he's, he's so great, isn't he? Actually, he can be. <laughs> he's streaky. 2.5 goals, 3.5 goals against average. Five shutouts on the year, but I think the Wild, again, do score against the former number one overall pick in 2003. So, I, I, it's just a vibe I'm going with. I think the Wild uh, play some 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 urgent hockey out there. They play with a sense of urgency in that one and uh, save face for the week. So, it'll be a 1-1-1 one, one one week for the Wild. Rock and roll. <laughs> and, then, and then, eventually, they had to Winnipeg and... and host Boston, host St. Louis, and host Nashville to wrap up the regular season. So we will be previewing the final four games of the regular season on the next episode of Brave the Wild, as long as all goes well and I'm able to record next weekend, and I will do the best I can to do so indeed. Maybe it's Saturday night, who knows. In fact, that's usually the way I like to do it in the past, but yeah, we'll see. We will uh, take a break, and we will come back for... The North Star's Memory segment? Yeah, it'll be the third segment, obviously, with the North Star's Memory. And, of course, a brief, very, very brief checkup on the Iowa Wild. Just for the heck of it, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously not as much going on there as there was earlier. So, yeah, we'll be back right after this. Contact us and support Brave the Wild by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Brave the Wild for the final segment of this episode. Time to get into the North Star's memory. Well, since the Minnesota Wild are fighting for a playoff berth, and it's going to be a very interesting, very interesting 
week, uh, two week span here. It's going to be uh, a little scary, I think, especially with these these games against Pittsburgh and Chicago and LA. You know, coming up this upcoming week, where I think the Wild go one one one, like I said. But how many times did the North Stars make the playoffs? Well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, apparently, over a 23-year span, the North Stars made the playoffs 17 times. Because back in the day, it was pretty easy to make the playoffs. Like, you had to beat the you had to beat the worst team in the league a couple times, then you'd make it back in those days. Like, that was at least the saying, which is obviously a lot of bull. But at the same time, a lot of times you just have to finish fourth place in a five-team division, and you'd make the playoffs. Yeah, of course, you'd get trounced in the first round most of the time. But once in a while, you'd make a little run. Obviously, a la the... 1990-91 uh, North Stars, which had the run of a lifetime. That was pretty awesome. Second worst record in the whole postseason. Vancouver amazingly had a uh, had one less point than that team to go on to, uh, well, get beat early in their case. Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks were around back then, too, obviously. Anyhow, um, but yeah, the North Stars made the playoffs 17 times. A 77-82 and playoff record. And uh, a while ago, I said that the Minnesota North Stars won only one division championship, but it was actually two over the course of time, which actually is kind of surprising for me in a, in a way. <laughs> but they were in a very uh, close proximity. Yeah, and they got the crap kicked out of them. And it seemed like when the whenever the North Stars were good, there's always some dynasty team that would knock them out. Or, well, the North Stars came back from, uh, returned from a, Awesome Stanley Cup Finals run. Okay, they ran into a dynasty and lost four to one in eighty eighty one. Then that next year they won the division and all that good stuff. North Stars made the playoffs quite a few years in a row there for a while. They really stunk in the seventies, but <laughs> some good ones. Um, yeah, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, lost to the Islanders, won the division, then got beat three to one, three games to one against the Blackhawks the next year. Even though they won the division. Strongest season ever at that point. In fact, it was the strongest season ever for that uh, club, particularly. Then they won the division a couple of years later, lost the conference finals to a new dynasty, the Edmonton Oilers. Four games to zip. Swept in the first round. Ouch. <laughs> that sucked. Very interesting to see how it was the exact same uh, setup as the exact same brackets and all that as the 1990-91 North Stars. They Beat the Blackhawks in round one, beat the Blues in round two, and then faced the Oilers in the conference finals. Much, uh, much uh, less happy fate for the North Stars in that one. A 4-0 sweep job. That sucked. But, yeah, 17 playoff appearances for the North Stars over the course of time. The Minnesota Wild have been to the playoffs four times. Will this be their fifth? We shall see. Ultimately, the Minnesota Wild right now have a 19-22 and 22 record in the postseason. So, yeah, it's uh, not the prettiest thing you ever saw, but it is what it is. Yeah, 19-20, and 20, no, no, not 19, excuse me, 12-22 and 22 record in the postseason. Wonderful start to it back in 03, wonderful start. In fact, they were, yeah, that, well, eh. <laughs> they had to go to seven games twice, so it didn't really help their win-loss record and getting swept by Anaheim. Gave the Wild a losing record, which kind of a drag, huh? <laughs> they won, uh, obviously, eight playoff games that year and lost 11. So that's crazy to think that. You go to the conference finals and you're only 8-11. and 11. Isn't that crazy? But that's how it goes. And, of course, they lost to Anaheim five, uh, four games to one in 07. Lost to Colorado four games to two in 08. Back-to-back playoff appearances, wow. And then, of course, last season, 2013, four games to one, lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. 
adding up to a modest, very modest 12-22 and 22 record in the postseason. Hoping that the uh, fortunes of the Minnesota Wild changes this year. Not looking good right now, but who knows? Things didn't look good back in 1991 <laughs> either, but yeah, okay, we we know, we know. <laughs> you, you got it, right? On to the very brief, the and I mean very, very brief, uh, check-in on the Iowa Wild. Really the only guy worth watching, unless you really are worried about Brad Winchester, who's been a career minor leaguer, leading the team in scoring with 35 points. Zach Phillips has now reached the 30-point mark in 67 games. So, again, nothing really too exciting for the Iowa Wild right now. Brett Ballmer's still stuck at 19 points, but of course he's been out forever. Uh, Raphael Berseris, only 19 points in 57 games. Stephen Camper has been picking up a few points of late. He's probably been on, on fire the most with the Iowa Wild. 23 points as a defenseman in 60 games. Not bad, not bad. But again, he's not really looking like he's going to get called up by the Wild at any point. Jonathan Blum obviously was doing pretty well as a defenseman, and he's now on the Minnesota Wild, and we'll see where things go there. Not been factoring in the scoring up in the NHL level, but pretty high-scoring defenseman down in the AHL. So that's where we're going to wrap things up. I mean, the Iowa Wild, this is about as boring a season as we've seen in the, in the, in, in the, with, with our AHL affiliate in an awfully long time. It, it, it's a shame. Hopefully Zach Phillips can step up next season, but not too optimistic right now with that one. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's just, he's just slower to develop than the, than some of the others. And we'll see. Not, not everybody works out, obviously. So there it is. Jason Zucker, obviously out for the season. He was scoring goals at a pretty high level. He See, he would have probably been scoring like crazy right now. He would have most li- most definitely been leading that team in scoring. But, again, uh, what can you do? He's out for the year. And, obviously, for a while he was on the wild but getting scratched. So, there it is. Iowa Wild is like a big snooze fest. Tyler Kuma, yeah, talk about snooze fest. I'm not even going to talk about it. So, we'll just uh, leave things as is right now with that club Thanks again, guys. Thanks again. <laughs> no, thanks again for listening. Do tell a friend about the show. We'd appreciate it. And again, those of you that have been listening all year, really appreciate you very, very, very much. This is a this is kind of a small show. Would like to see it grow, but again, for those of you that have been listening, God bless you. Really, really, really appreciate you. The Mark Carlson, Sebastian Balls. Uh, I believe Deb Costa does listen. She posts on the page, so I do appreciate you very much and others out there that haven't uh, really been commenting all too much. Maybe Cindy Carlson listens with Mark, I, I hope. <laughs> but uh, Deb Kostka, I'm really sorry, Kostka. I do apologize to you, Deb, if you are listening. So if I mispronounce your name there, so or that I did mispronounce your name, I do apologize. And some of you guys out there that have been listening, guys and gals, do, don't do don't be afraid to post on the Facebook page or even tweet me at Brave the Wild. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> you know, I could use the, I could use the friends, man. I'm, I'm lonely over here, right? <laughs> I, but I did have some tweets, though. Not sure if these are listeners, but people on Twitter. I, I should mention something right here. Uh, Al Lombard was saying he would have dumped, um, he would have dumped Mike Yo after last season. I kind of agree. Yeah, I kind of agree. Don't blame you with that one. Uh, Tom Hohen, not sure if he's listening, but yeah, he was, not sure if he's a listener, but maybe. Uh, Well, I'll get to another one here, too. Um, Man, there's a couple. 
which is not... Yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah, Lance Patterson was saying too much on this talent to play this way over and over again, and I can't agree more. I mean, that is so damn true. Oh, man, that was after one of the horrible games this past week. Tom Hohen was saying... He was uh, having fun with me there, making fun of my yo. Of course, I was saying yo is done. Three Three straight swan dives in three straight years. Three strikes, you're out. Tom Hohen saying, no, 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 this free fall isn't like the others, rolls eyes, and yeah, <laughs> yep, I know where you're going there, I agree, yeah, that's basically like Mike Yo talking, like, uh, this isn't like the, you know, this isn't like the others, we're doing fine, and it's like, yeah, Mike Yo, yeah, I'm not a huge fan, and it's funny because, I, you know, I can see myself really liking him as a person. I, I think he'd be an awesome assistant coach. And obviously, if the Wild were like a young developing team, he'd be a great coach for that team. But for a team that's trying to kind of win now here with young guys and veterans, I don't know, it's kind of not going so hot. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see where things go here. We're just going to have to wait and see where things go. So again, as I was trying to say, do tell a friend... Do appreciate you all very, very much. And we will be back next week for hopefully a more positive week than expected. We shall see.